Ladies and gents, here we are, at the end of it all. That was me uh, on the day of this recording. Uh, I, we recorded this this conversation uh, last Sunday when I drove back to Athens just to go to work because all of classes had been canceled. Uh, and then I worked that night and then all bars and restaurants closed in Ohio. So that's how that went. And here we are uh, facing the apocalypse, uh, living in my parents house now <laughs> back back in uh hometown hometown usa and uh you know surprisingly not that bad you know instead of and uh, another good thing is instead of in the background of of these podcasts uh that you're listening to now you get to hear instead of uh you know the drunk college kids partying and uh, a bunch of cars and whatnot you get to hear like birds and uh occasional cars but you know children running and yelling and dogs and whatnot I don't know if that's better. Probably not, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah. And then oh, it was a bad day that day because then he came back. We were having a good time, and I realized that I didn't have my charger for my laptop because I left it in freaking hometown USA. And then, so you can tell halfway through this recording, about twenty minutes in, um, we have to switch over to my phone recording just because I was so dumb. I'm just like, we're just going to record it on my phone and keep doing it. And which is, is kind of awful because, um, that's kind of when the meat of the podcast starts in my opinion. Um, this is, uh, my friend Evan Williams. We work together. I just met him like last, uh, last year at the end of last year. And we just kind of clicked. He's one of those guys. Oh, he's just such, so, you know, when you want to hang out with somebody, especially somebody that you're not used to hanging out with a lot, you don't want to really put in like an effort into, you know, g- going somewhere to hang out with them and like making, you know, a whole night or whatever. Uh, maybe the first time, but after a while, it's just like, eh. um, but the first night that we kind of worked together and planned on hanging out afterwards, you know, we were, I was tired, obviously, and he was too, because we worked together and uh, like, I didn't know if he wanted to go out to the bars or if he wanted me to go over his place or something. But I was like, yeah, I'm just headed back now, like getting changed. And then he texted me. He was like, okay, yeah, you want me to just come over? You, you want to go out to the bars or do you want me to just come over? And I can bring some beers and we can hang out at your place. I'm like, oh, this fucking, that's exactly what I wanted to do. Uh, <laughs> so he made the effort. And that's just from that, that point on. And we had some roof time. And of course, roof time is the best time. And uh, we just had a great great night up on the roof and talked and hung out and and whatnot and uh yeah so uh, he's also really really intelligent because he explains his major in here it's like more than a nurse i don't know i listened to it over again and you kind of understand that you can just tell when he kind of talks about this stuff he turns into another you know he switches on something in his brain and you could just you can just feel i don't know the energy he has for it which is awesome and uh yeah, so I, I wish that, you know, the, for that part of the conversation, the microphone would have worked because, I don't know, it, he just really, I mean, he just deserves better, too. He's just a really nice guy. And uh, But, yeah, you know, we were at the end of, after this one, again, it was the end of a shift, especially it was our last shift where we had talked about the coronavirus so much and COVID-19. And he, like, came over to me and he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm free to talk. We'll, we can talk about anything, whatever you want, besides the coat because i just cannot do that i cannot do that anymore and i was like you know what that's fair and uh i have some words about covid that i'll i'll put in after the whole conversation if you want to tune in for that too um but yeah this is uh my friend evan williams <laughs> i mean patterson <laughs> uh, i just call him evan williams sometimes because we work at a party you, you know anyways evan patterson ladies and gents and others Evan, Evan Patterson. Uh, try this again. Uh, podcast, <laughs> take two. <laughs> uh, we actually, I don't know if, if I still, I still haven't listened to it. I don't God, know if I don't. want to. <laughs> don't yeah. do that to yourself. That we is. recorded a, an episode like a couple weeks ago, and it, we were high. It was, it was blitzed. <laughs> like, yeah, it blitzed, not, blitzed. There could not. be some good content there. 
Oh, I think I'm it's sure mostly there's just some gems mixed some in the gems. middle, but like we're not we're not searching <laughs> through that rough. Like, yeah, that's yeah. Not, <laughs> right. Bar for my and idea. we didn't even like cover the main topics: the booze, booze, and booze. We should have covered the booze, booze, and booze. Starting with the booze, though. Mm. Uh, I had a hilarious conversation today with a few people at the bar, mm. and uh, for those of the listeners that don't know, we actually bartend together. Right, booze, booze, the booze part. Yeah, and um, there's always that like one drink I feel like everyone has that is like the one that like. They either got sick on, or just like makes them nauseous uh, thinking about. Everybody thing. has that one. Yeah, for and sure. And we were talking about it today, and uh, one, of my, one of my main ones was uh, schnapps. Ooh, really? Ooh, yeah, because it was high school, you know, everybody, you always just go, oh, that's like, fair. whatever you can drink. The was, sugar. Uh, oh, the sugar content. No, no, go for it. No, no, go for it. <laughs> but um, I was with one of my uh, really good friends, and um, it was her parents were out of town, of course, they had a classic high school story, so I was over at her place, and they were having a party, and I had way too much peach schnapps got sick nice. so of course the next day i come in and she goes how's it going schnapps <laughs> so oh, she calls me man. schnapps now for like <laughs> years but it was so funny because i was uh talking to these people at the bar and it was like that was that was kind of like my one of my main ones the other one is hilarious um it was i was probably like about just turned 18 i have two older sisters and one of them is throwing a Halloween party. Oh, I thought you were going to say throwing up. <laughs> yeah, just, just hurling. Just, yeah. um, she was throwing a Halloween party, and she made a really great, like, caramel apple cocktail, and she put it in, um, you know, one of those, like, serving ooh, things, ooh. like, that you have at, like, um... Like a punch bowl? Yeah, not a punch bowl, but, um, like, for a grad party, it's, like, little dispensers, you know, that kind of stands like... Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Joke. She's, like, like, iced like, tea in it. Yeah. Yeah, fruit. one of those. And so she uh, actually had, like, a whole lot of fresh fruit in it, and it went down to that, like, point in the spout, like, you know, like, there's, like, a good couple inches left, mm-hmm. but you can't really tell when you're just, like, looking at it, and all the fruit was covering it up. Right. And so my, um, now brother-in-law, my sister's boyfriend <laughs> at the time, looked over and he was like... Fucking bet you can't drink that. <laughs> and of course, I'm like 18, so I just swell up. I'm just like, Woo! fucking bet. <laughs> so, I, uh, that's the last thing I remember. Uh, oh, <laughs> ever, just ever. there was so much more in there than I thought there was. We saw the fruit covered up at like the certain uh, yeah. like that level. Yeah, definitely. Spout, but there was so much more booze. Oh, man. Still like in between all the fresh fruit. Yeah. And... Oh my god, it's probably oh, not my best moment. So I was <laughs> in the like in the middle of the line in the driveway and somebody was trying to get out. Mm-hmm. And something I'll never do is probably drink and drive. It's just something, no, something yeah. I'm against. And so of course I'm in my mind I'm thinking, you know, well, I'm not going to risk other people by letting my tires touch the road. So mm-hmm. I woke up the next morning, looked out the front window Saw my car parked, not well, no. um, oh. diagonally, oh. in the middle of my sister's front lawn. <laughs> just like, like, no, it was in the lawn? Oh. I just apparently was like, I'm not going to touch the road. <laughs> I'm just going to fucking whip it right over here and leave it. Like, that was yeah. the natural response. It got out of the way. It was definitely the quickest sure. and easiest way of I mean, you I'm figured that out. I'm not going to stand by the decision. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you were probably in the car the, the shortest amount of time, you know? Ideally. Ideally. Yeah. Um, wow. That is, uh, that's, a, yeah, so but, nothing fruity. <laughs> no, but I was serving, I was serving a couple people at the bar and it was hilarious, especially the other day. I was making a mojito for a young woman and she was like just turned 21. Ugh. And I was like, you kind of like more more or less explain the cocktail to her. Mm-hmm. So I asked her like what kind of rum she wanted in it. I was like, you know, I was like, Bacardi okay? She goes, Whoop! and just like covers up her mouth. I was like, it's okay. Like, it's we, one of those. We've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> like, believe me, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yep. Obviously, and she was like, obviously, I've just recently gotten sick from Bacardi yeah. like, in front of her parents. Dude, that's like gin for me, man. When gin? I, yeah, because the first time yeah. I drank it, dude, on like an empty stomach. I don't know. It just like hits yeah, your yeah. soul. I don't. It's such it's, a <laughs> soft spirit. Uh, but like it just, it uh, has that like zest. Uh, like, yeah, so some sort of sassiness <laughs> that just like it's just, it's just a Timberlake in there. Like, it's just, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, man. I feel like everybody has that like drink. 
Yeah, and definitely. Like, can never and I think Four Loco is is mostly that for most people. <laughs> for, everybody. for everybody. Oh my god, everyone has a Four Loco story. Uh, one of my favorites is I um, <laughs> I was visiting my friends in Columbus. It's great. Um, this is and great. And I, of course, um, it was I was probably about nineteen, and I decided I was like, you know, it's a Four Loco kind of night. We're do we're playing um, pong, and we went to a kid's. Get this dropout party oh so his friend was dropping out of college and so they decided to throw a fucking rager in their dorm room <laughs> and so, i mean well, right fitting, very do. fitting and um i just remember so we ended up going to this bar called big bars in columbus and a poor girl i was talking to i ended up talking to her for hours i was just up. You know, like, when you're, like, super drunk, like, time just... Out yeah, like, and you can just talk for hours about nothing completely at all. Gone. At all. And I just remember at the end, this one guy coming up to me, poking me on the back and saying, yeah, uh, it's 2.30, um, yada yada, like, closed down for, like, half an hour. <laughs> I literally just remember thinking in my head, I was like, well, I'm incredibly intoxicated and incredibly underage. So I just turned and walked out. <laughs> I literally... Left her, left oh, her man. didn't even like probably poor probably poor was probably been talking for like hours. Oh, and I just like literally was out into the snow. Not even a goodbye. I run into this guy named Kevin. Um he was somehow probably drunker than I was. Oh okay. and he had had a fight with his girlfriend. And so I mm. bumped into him and he was like walking through college. This is again at OSU and I have no fucking clue where I'm at. <laughs> and I was like talking to him, I was like, Hey, you know where like Dracot Tower is like bro. I got you. <laughs> so, so I was like, cool. So after hearing his entire story of all the shenanigans and shit that happened with his girlfriend, yeah. he gets to his destination and he was like, oh, oh yeah, Dracket, uh, just uh, go to the parking garage. Oh no. At this point, I am looking with one eye into my like Google... Uh, like maps just oh like yeah just oh yeah trying. just wobbling standing like and just wobbling my back and forth my opponents are dying I go all the way to this parking garage just in the distance I'm like this it's there it's not like I have sour on like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, like, you're like crawling up the mountain seriously <laughs> just like, the strawberries do you remember the strawberries from the start <laughs> but for real though it was fucking cold yeah and I finally get this Parking garage, get it. And that's not even your destination. Well, I'm parking garage. Oh, <laughs> so, and no. And it's literally like, I cannot, I mean, we're used to be, at, we're used to like OU, where it's, you know, you're across campus, you're like maybe 20 minutes away. Right. I was a good 45 oh, minutes of walking no. away from my destination. Damn. Finally get to the door my friends were in. Both were as drunk as I was and just like out cold. I like walking. I'm surprised in. you made it. That's impressive. I am very proud. This of was off of Four Loco too. I this mean, was this was off of uh, quite a lot more than Four Loco. Right, but you know that's where it starts. Right? And and so of course they go in. The RAs are like, wait, we can't have just like some random guy like looking for his friend's room. Yeah. So uh, if you want to like try to figure out a way to contact them, that'd be cool. But you can't have you walk around. So anyways, long story short, I end up getting an Uber going home. And just like waking up the next morning, no clap. And it was like one of those like hangover moments. Uh, like, where yeah. somebody, like, piece your whole night. Yeah. yeah. Like, I got a text from one of my friends. Apparently, while I was uh, drunk and walking by, a guy was walking out of the gym and I said, Have a good night, beefcake. Or something like that. Uh, <laughs> like, took real exception to that. But honestly, I was like, yeah. Honestly, he was a beefcake. I thought it was a compliment. I think so. He didn't enjoy it. Oh, man. Um, and so, like, I got that text from my friend telling me of, like, this whole altercation that I had with this random With a beefcake. With, with, a, with a genuine beefcake. Like, what a good guy. <laughs> um, good work, man. Yeah. But it was, like, one of those nights, like, where you just, like, have to, like, piece together, like, oh, every, yeah. like, every <laughs> single thing that happened. Right. Now, only, again, I think I've only had those with... And from Four Locos. I think it's honestly like a part of like the uh, Four Loco can. experience. It's like Surgeon General warning. <laughs> we'll have too many stories. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I Four Loco story is coming. Yes. One of our friends here actually, they had a hemp flavored Four Loco. Oh, that sounds. And nobody wanted it. Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> nobody wanted. Nobody it. wanted it. So they just sold 
They they were they just had deals at the and so we have this trap house that our friend goes to OU. They bought a hundred and twenty of these hemp four locos for ninety nine dollars, and now they just have them at. They have like a chair, like a Game of Thrones chair, <laughs> made out of made out of Bud the, Light guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, what is your gift yeah. to me today? Except, <laughs> well, except he's trying to give the four. He's like, like they're like, drink this, please. Yeah. Do you want like anybody that walks in? Do you want one? And they're like, no. <laughs> I mean, anything. Just and you just water it down. Put a little bit of mios or something in it. Like, so like I don't, I don't know anything to make it taste better. It, just a couple spritz. The yeah. thing is, it's not that bad. But it doesn't. It tastes like four loco without a but flavor. If you're ever telling me. A, in 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 the context of the world of four locos, <laughs> if you are telling me that one of those yeah. isn't that bad, that, yeah. that's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That is not, that's fair. This that is, is fair. not for the faint of heart. I, <laughs> Do you think there's like a high class brand of four loco? No. No? Never. That is not at all the right. <laughs> I feel like that was a waste of marketing. No, there's like a well four loco, premium four loco, <laughs> no, and then the I top think, shelf. I think there's four locos and they know their market. And it's like $1.50. <laughs> It's like, oh god, no, yeah. That is, yeah, that's you're fair. never gonna have a Prius come out with like an electric Tesla model. Like, it's, <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's always gonna be a Prius. Like. Right. So let's move on from Boost to Boo Boos. Have you ever had any Boo Boos from Boos? Boo Boos are okay. So but, <laughs> shout out to our coworker Ashley, who every single time she has ever held a knife behind the bar, has somehow found a way to cut herself. Oh I, yeah. I have no clue. And that's not even with this. booze in her like system. That's no, just being no, around no, booze. A reasonable amount of booze, if any. <laughs> but um, no, all of mine come from the freaking spouts. So um, for the listeners who can't picture, we have a well that's down like next to our waist of like all the bottles. And there's like the metal spouts, of course, that come out of the top. And my big ass gorilla arms hang all the way down to them, and I'll like be walking by, and I haven't cut myself with a knife yet. Oh, yeah. But I have so many freaking nicks on my <laughs> knuckles from just like smashing a bottle, oh, and somehow it like yeah. like breaks skin every yeah. time, and I just look like a fool because <laughs> it makes I look like a fool. Like, I look like a fool yeah. just because I make so much noise, just clunking like the entire line down. And, like, yeah, and like it doesn't involve the customers, but they all hear, they all see, they know, and you're like, it was the worst thing that might have happened in a hot minute. So we have a kicking mule, which is a take on a Moscow oh, mule. Oh, it's so good. It's killer. Mm-hmm. But it has jalapenos in it, and you muddle it. And it was kind of one of those moments that you see in slow motion. But I fucking kid you not, I was muddling this jalapeno. One single drop comes from the jalapeno. And my eyeball went to Scoville oh, 1000 man. immediately. Like I literally yeah. watched this one drop. Somehow go from the cup all the way up in into my eyeball, and I was just in. It's like the uh, the SpongeBob where she's putting the the Pasco. It's got like the evil face on it. And it's like <laughs> <laughs> and like in is in your eye, dude. Yeah. Probably oh SpongeBob. Um, dude. But I was talking about all right. I was talking about boo boos like from getting drunk and then going out. Oh and God. Yeah. <laughs> And then going out and like my roommate uh, Miles, uh, shout out Miles, uh, from my freshman year, he would like come back. One day he just came back with his skin banded, like like his chin completely bandaged, and he had a he had a beard too. So it was like a bandage on top of the beard, and he was like, "Yeah, I got drunk and fell down some stairs." Oh, I've seen some gnarly drunk um, accidents, but by far one of the funniest ones I've ever seen was I was uh, seeing this girl who was actually, like, very, very coordinated. It's funny that this happened to her. She was actually, like, a figure skater. <laughs> and so we gave her so much shit for this. But I was, like, just walking her home, like, walking alongside of her, and I turned to one of my friends and was just talking to him, turned back, and this bitch is gone. Ooh. And I was, like, looked behind me, and she whole ass fell into a manhole. Like, just, like, what? walking... Just, like, walking down the road. And so, it was... Oh um, There's, like, a like a whole, like, construction cones and, like, tape and everything around it. Somehow, she just didn't see it. <laughs> just, like, walk straight through. It's, like, one of her feet, like, fell into the manhole. And she, like, had, like, one hip still, like, <laughs> one leg still out. And, like, we just, like... Oh, we just turned around and come and, like, hoist her out. And she had a good old cut, like, along her leg and twisted her ankle. So, I had to 
carry her all the way back, but literally just, like, turn to my side, and she was just no longer there, oh, and, man. um... That's, all, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was, that was, a. <laughs> Yeah, luckily I haven't had, you know, you know, I'll wake up with like, you know, some blood on my shin or something. You know? <laughs> yeah, just, you know, just some does. blood yeah. on my shin, but usually nothing like too intense, you know. I haven't I haven't fallen down a, like a whole whole ass staircase whole while ass I was drunk. Yeah, oh. luckily. Luckily. Although you know, talking about, you know, like boo-boos can be emotional too. <laughs> I've, you know, I've gotten drunk I've had and like so many emotional Yeah, yeah so <laughs> many from being drunk where yeah. you're just like you just say the wrong thing at the wrong time. And you just, like, think about that for, like, yeah. a solid two years. I don't want to get into the details, <laughs> but there was this time, it was, like, one of my first times getting drunk, so no filter at all. I was completely plastered. We had we were drinking, like, blue vodka, whatever blue vodka is, with my friends, and we yeah. go out back, and I was saying it's pretty, you know, like I said, no filter, just all all cuss words, which, as a 16-year-old in a, in a house... Of middle class, you're not allowed to. By a young, unfiltered Steve. Yeah, it just sounds. He was bad, and so (laughs) so the boo boo that I got, my sister was like, they were kind of like she was with some older friends, and they were kind of like having fun with it at first, which I probably would have too, like some drunk sixteen year old. Yeah, and then I must have said something. She's like, she's like, hey, come here. And I was like, what? And she's like, no, no, come here, lean lean close to me. And I was like, what? Just slapped the (laughs) shit out of me. And I was like, oh, man. Oh, no. (laughs) And then the emotional boo-boo was that she told my parents, and we all got in trouble with that that day. Perfect. Sad. Talking about boo-boos, though, one of my uh, favorites, or so, I'm incredibly close to my sisters, but they still maintain to this day. Oh, me too. By the way, I love my sister. We got over that. That was just, you know. I just remember. Yeah, that was just one story. Oh, of course, yeah. (laughs) But anyway. And, um... Oh, God, there's so many stories from my sisters. So, um... But... Uh, when we were younger, I, um, I was gonna say, but I was, uh, broke my toe. And uh, that's what I was gonna say. uh, My sister still maintained to this day that the reason why I became so big was just survival of the fittest. (laughs) 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 She would wrestle all the time. Of course, they were like four and eight years older than me. Oh. So, even back then, like... They just had the elder strength. Yeah, there was no, there was no chance. <laughs> At all. It tells me around. Um, but I broke my toe, and of course it was like, I was probably like seven or eight at the time. Broke my toe. And she was like, oh, like you, you, know what, you know what they do for those in, in the hospital, right? And I like looked up, and I was like, no. And she was like, oh, well, they... Uh, they uh, flick him and talk about being a little bitch. And I was like, oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> they flick him and talk Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah, that, you that sounds, is... your sister sounds awesome. That's They're awesome. amazing. <laughs> They're my favorite thing. They are yeah, while you are. It's you are so great now just because, of course, um, they are both just really, really um, beautiful women. And it's so funny because you tell, like, stories about the way they used to be as kids. Just, like, both were just, or one especially was, like, um... Very much a tomboy, very much um, rough and tumble type. But mm-hmm. nowadays she's, well, she's brilliant and like leading a, like a research thing up in Toledo for ischemic stroke and stem cell research and stuff like that. And nice. and so of course you tell these stories to people like Wait, her. Like, yes, you don't know. <laughs> you, <laughs> you don't understand. Don't, you don't even get it. You don't understand. <laughs> like, yeah. It's the same thing with like any sibling, though. This is like you just see a whole different side of them growing. Oh yeah, yeah. It's the best. Become... Well, like I mean, Patrick was your like boss. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. For me, I'm like, oh, he was the dude that, that threw snowballs at me when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, oh man, yeah, yeah. Or I know him as the guy that's afraid of spiders. <laughs> You know, like deathly afraid. Of He's the guy that I keep on calling Pat because my uh, well, my <laughs> brother-in-law's cousin is Pat, and oddly enough, that sounds super far away from me, but we're actually really close. Yeah, so it's very. But easy Patrick, to, yeah. Patrick does not hate like to it. <laughs> it's his so least much. favorite thing of, of all of the things that he hates. It's probably on the, the first one. On the and list. it's always a fun thing for it's. It's so tempting for me just to, <laughs> yeah. to not. When I when I find out that there's that small little thing that could just grind somebody's gears, yeah, and I can get away with it so easily, yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just unbelievably tempting for me not to. Yeah. It's like, hey Pat, yeah. <laughs> how you doing today? <laughs> have you been, man? And he's like. You say Pat, and then he, he like looks at you with that anger, and you're like Rick, Rick, Pat, Rick. That's what I. Pat, Rick, Rick, Pat, Rick, Pat, Rick. Yeah, you like try to. Cut no, I was looking at him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> How's your day? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh 
Um, I did kind of want to, since, you know, you are, you're in the nursing major. What's like the full title of your major, by the way? So I'm uh, going to, so I'm on a four-year track, so I'm going for my BSN, um, which is like a step of an RN, but they are okay. kind of like the same position, uh, um, hospital, but, uh, one is, it's, it's a different course in schooling. Okay. Um, so like with any kind of, um, medical degree or anything like that, especially in nursing, you can kind of work your way through. There's lots of different levels. Um, but BSN is kind of like your four-year track straight through to like, it's, it's more, how do I put this? Um, there's a large, uh, let's say controversy debate mm-hmm. amongst, um, care and, pra- and practitioners of what nursing should be. Should they be scientists or should they be, um, um, a technician, some somebody that oh, just, like, okay. goes through the motions, doesn't really know the science behind it. Right. Um, a BSN is much more focused on the sciences. Okay. All right. So yeah. So that's what I wanted to kind of get into, since you know so much about that. Like, just for you know, you know, we had the fun side of things. We can still talk. You know, keep yeah, it light or whatever. But... All right. So we are going to record the rest on my phone. So that's why the recording sounds. <laughs> it's got to roll. Yeah, the, the computer died, yeah, and hopefully it's saved. I don't know the coronavirus and then everything. Anyways, it's a great afternoon. Yeah. Um, so uh, informationally, this is what I, we were getting into. It was, you know, what uh, you know. Keep it light or whatever. We can have fun with it, no, but it's absolutely. like informationally, like what. Dr- people that listen are typically college kids and people that are experimenting with drugs or there's whatever. A, there's a, so it's yeah. like what's safe and what's not. Oh, absolutely. I think that's such an amazing question because um, I had a um, lecture recently or a seminar, I should probably say, um, from a psychopharmacologist who was <laughs> a really interesting character. But <clears throat> I think the really important the co- part of the conversation right now is, is um, how drugs function in the brain what they do, how they act, and what are their effects. Um, and the thing is, is that I feel like a lot of times, especially nowadays, parents or um, um, for health in high school or whatever, every all drugs are just kind of lumped together as drugs, especially if they're illegal. Mm. And of course, the primary um, one you'd be referring to is um, pot, um, as to separate from the pack, but the thing is, is that I feel like a lot of times, and we've all experienced this, uh, especially just growing up with it, but when all the drugs are kind of lumped together, there's of course the types of kids that are going to experiment, um, self-destructive for whatever reason, and will try pot, um, at a very early age and then go, oh, well, you know, my parents lied about this one, you know, yeah. what else are they lying about? Are they lying about all the other ones? Right. And so, of course, the um, large a large part of what you're going to be looking at when you're talking about illicit drugs is the impact that it has on the body, the types of receptors that it acts on, and of course, there's so many variables with um, one the individual and two the um, how it impacts the body just based off of what receptors it's acting on, um, what the drug is, because of course it's just like different parts of the body, and a big part of it is selectivity, um, is the most important thing to think about with drugs, because of course with any drug, there's no such thing as like the magical bullet that, you know, can have an effect on the body that the body can't already have on itself. All drugs have to act basically um, as a neurotransmitter and have an effect that the body can already produce because, of course, the body can't magically do something that it can't already do in itself. Right. Um, so it has to have those receptors to bond to. Right. But the thing is is that all drugs and uh, cancer drugs are a fantastic representation of this. Um, but selectivity is basically, you know, this drug can act as this neuroreceptor, act on this receptor, but the thing is is that it that neurotransmitter has all these other systemic effects on the body. Um, so I take opioids, for example, you have an opioid that's going to slow everything down, act on mood receptors, act on, act as an analgesic, um, take away pain, but of course it's also going to slow everything else down, slow down your stomach, that peristalsis, that like natural processing of food through your body, Mm -hmm. and you're going to have constipation or things like that. Right. Um, you ever see transpotting? Respiratory suppression is the big concern. Right. But just real quick, in transpotting, 
he is like he has to stop taking heroin for a second because he is like in trouble or something and then he forgets about the constipation and he hasn't taken a shit in like a week <laughs> yeah that's a real thing you <laughs> yeah. see that with patients all the time um is, is just how much they've torn up their stomach just from taking Oof. um opioids, opioids right. heroin especially mm-hmm. um but that's that's like a really big part of what you're talking about in that whole conversation is right. selectivity is is uh the overall effects. That's why alcohol and opioids are so incredibly dangerous because what you're going to be looking at is is drugs that have that aren't selective have side effects um, because they act on other parts of the body than they're intended to. Both act on respiration, slowing it down. Um, you have two drugs that are going to do that and they're not just going to both have the same effect but they're actually not just going to add on one another, they're actually going to kind of multiply. Right. Um, have a much more of a profound effect. Um, so like two downers <clears throat> is more dangerous exactly. than it's a not, downer. It's not like one plus one equals two, it's like one plus one equals four. Right. Um, and that's how you have... Uh, dangerous. Exactly. That's yeah, how you dangerous things happen to overdose and, and whatnot. So uh, one that I think is really popular in mainstream, is getting more popular, it shouldn't be, but Xanax, mm-hmm. what, is that considered a stimulant, a downer? No, it's a downer. Oh, because um, it's uh, anxiety, right? Anxiety, exactly. Anxiety, anxiety, so right. um, when you take a bar, basically what you're going to be doing is, is it's, um, it's going to be acting as a, as, a, as a suppressant, essentially. So it's going to be trying to take away um, all that excess stimulation, but the thing is, is that when you don't have that, it's just going to have excessive suppression. Does mm. that make sense? Right. And again, it was whenever you're taking these drugs, not as prescribed, um, they're going to have a completely different effect than what they're going to have for the person that they are prescribed to. Adderall is another perfect example. So someone with ADHD, um, so it's a stimulant. So there's no such thing as attention right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's just a lack of distraction. Um, so there's a part to the brain that essentially filters information and you, um, that part of the brain is essentially decreased in its function for people that have ADHD. So when you're speeding everything up, what you're doing is actually speeding up the part of the brain that filters out distractions. Okay. Um, so you're not actually increasing attention, you're decreasing distractions. That, that makes sense. sense. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, but of course, you're going to be speeding up the rest of the body as well. And, right. and, a, and a person who um, doesn't have ADHD, it's all placebo. They're just thinking that that's making them concentrate more because mm-hmm. they're telling themselves it's going to concentrate <laughs> concentrate more. But really, they're just tripped out <laughs> and strewn out and speeds freaking up out everything. about their exam and just not sleeping. Right. <laughs> and just not sleeping. <laughs> Well, so it doesn't cause, it doesn't help uh, stimulate another part of the brain at all? So, uh, um, (laughs) placebo is an incredible thing. Um, You have people who can take, historically, even such things as, like, you know, sugar pills, and then all of a sudden their condition goes away, and, you know, it's like, kind of like a, you know, do-do-do-do-do-do. And you can't, you can never, that's what makes all research incredibly difficult because you have to be able to pinpoint it and say like this causes this because of this right um and when you have that variable in there there and especially with genetics especially with um there's all kinds of different variables that are also in play that you can never really say indefinitely that you know this has this doesn't work this way Mm -hmm. um just because of that but to answer your question yes more or less it, it depends. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. That's just something. Drugs that, are fascinating, though. They're um, really, yeah, crazy in how they affect your body. And it, not only because um, the effect that they have on your body, but because of the, 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 the amounts of different, you know, the variations and myriad of different types of drugs there are and the amount of people that do all the different types, you know. It's, it's like, something I would love to go back to that you brought up earlier mm-hmm. that is the um, types and impacts that it has on the body and how especially it can be very politically related where it shouldn't be Mm. um drugs have uh, effects and of course those effects can be beneficial in uh, multiple different ways um a prime example of that that's very politically charged right now is methadone um methadone is uh a long acting basically opioid and trying to make everything very 
um, easy to, um, I guess, take in, uh, you can essentially look at it how it's a door halfway open, right? Mm. Um, so there is um, agonists and antagonists when you're looking at a receptor. Um, some drugs, so drugs are either going to increase the effect that the body can have or it's going to stop it or decrease it. Right. Um, this drug specifically works as increasing it, kind of like an opioid does, mm -hmm. um, but it only opens that door halfway. So you still have some of the effect of an opioid, but it is, you're not getting high from it. Okay. But what's, what that is going to do is, uh, of course, stop um, all those opioid receptors um, from being able to be activated all at once. Mm -hmm. um, so essentially it's, it's inhibiting the activation of other opioids. So it, the way that it essentially works is for a patient that is recovering um, as an addict, they can oh, go yeah. in, they can get their methadone treatment, mm -hmm. um, they'll be able to function and it'll help, will it help like the withdrawal symptoms? Absolutely. Right. You, won't, you won't have the withdrawal symptoms. Right. Because you have the drug in your body. Right. Uh, but the thing is, is that you're able to function. You're able to uh, move on with your day. You're still an addict. Mm -hmm. um, but you're able to have a job. You're able to move on. But the thing is, is that in this country, we have this notion that um, it's a volition it's a uh, weakness. It's uh, uh, Because you have to take a pill every day or something? Exactly. Um, because you're still an addict. You're not clean. Right. You're not just getting over it. Right. Um, it's not looked at as a condition. It's not looked at as um, an inevitability of just... Right. The, of they want you to go life. through the, the pain and the agony of or they like, just, withdrawal. Yeah, it's it's kind of, you know, the perfect little house on the hill. You know, all of our people are addicts. Yeah. All of our people can get over it. All of our people are different. You know, the, the view of the country is very different than the rest of the world. Right. Um, having somebody still be an addict every day go in and get their pill and, you know, move on is very much looked down on. Hmm. Um, it's kind of messed up because people take, like, ibuprofen or, like, I mean, absolutely. you know, I, a third of the world takes, like, herpes pills every day, you know, and they, like, and they're exactly not third, looked yeah. down yeah. upon, you know. It's <laughs> like, and it's not like they're going around bragging, like, I take methadone every day, you know. Or, yeah. It's like, it's just like, it's their own personal vice that they are, co like, coping with and, like, like you said, it, it doesn't affect their everyday, you know, they, they can go get a job, they can go, you know, have relationships and, and get over it without having that, having to fill that void of addiction, you know? So, yeah, it's, it's terrible that, I mean, you were just making a really good point. It's like, why? Exactly. Why? It's, it's definitely, it all goes back to how we view addicts. It all goes back to, I mean, we, we love to think that you know our for our frontal cortex is everything you know we are all in control we're all big and mighty but until you've experienced or understand those little back of your brain those instincts those reward circuits those once that gets a little bit off mm -hmm. you'll really realize how quickly how much your forebrain is not in control Mm, um, really? We are very yeah. Of course, we are very much governed by our instincts. We are very much governed by, um, but we just use the front of our mind uh, in what's called um, cognitive dissonance. You want to make sense of everything, mm -hmm. but you end up just processing everything that's going on to make sense of it. That doesn't mean that um, you know. Again, your instincts and your desires aren't controlling you. It right. just means you're making sense of it. Huh. Um, so an addict, you know, you, you're not in control. You're absolutely going to do every single thing that you can to get that fix. And it's, it's just the mind. Uh, and there's, and there's so with people, so are, is it's, is it a genetic disposition? Absolutely. Okay. So people that are addicts that grow up without drugs, do they, f they fill that with some other void while they're younger and then it kind of um, grows into something? Great question. So it's considered to be about 60% genetic. Okay. Um, a lot of that is learned, though. So a perfect example would just be alcoholism. So my dad hasn't had a drink in 25 years. Um, both, all of my grandparents were alcoholic. Um, uh, like, every, every, like, everyone in my family is probably alcoholic, except for me and my sisters. And the thing is, is that growing up with knowing that that's a part of your genes means that you have the predisposition 
to become alcoholic. It doesn't mean you're born alcoholic. Now, of course, there's uh, neonatal abstinence syndrome or things like that, like where you have babies that are actually born with withdrawal. Mm. Um, it's completely different. But when you have that in your family genes, a lot of that can be learned. And a lot of that can, again, as you said, be a genetic predisposition, but it's really tough to tell the line. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, and again, it goes back to, you know, your, your daddy chews tobacco and drives his, to, drives his truck to work every day. Mm-hmm. You're going to end up doing the same thing. Right. Um, and it's just a part of the world that you live in. Yeah. Um, a lot of times. Yeah. And just cause you grow up, like you said, if you have that predisposition exactly. and you grow up seeing that every day and, and, and that, that was exactly what I worked with, um, out on the ranches. Like there was a lot of people that like just chew tobacco and, uh, always had it in their truck. And so then their sons learned to always have it in their truck. And it's just like, it's a probably a perfect example of it. It's hmm. a, a lot of times it's a cultural thing that's learned. Mm-hmm. but th- there absolutely is scientific evidence to suggest that there is a predisposition to um, physiological dependence on substances. Yeah. And there's huh. a big difference between dependence and addiction, though, of course. Okay. Um, so is there, like, a solution? I mean... Is there a solution? Like, an easy solution? <laughs> Obviously, there's not, never an easy solution. To answer your question, no. Yeah. Not, <laughs> there is not an easy solution. Right. The biggest thing that needs to happen is, is an understanding of what addiction is, mm-hmm. uh, an understanding of um, how it comes to be, and the biggest, the, the best way to combat that is education. Um, exactly as we started this conversation with why drugs are scheduled the way that they are. Mm-hmm. And again, it goes straight back to marijuana. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that it's a Schedule One drug means that it has no medical benefits whatsoever, and it is completely detrimental. Um, right. That's yeah. I mean, that's sub, that's obje- uh, subject. Uh, it's objective, right? It's like, oh yeah, it's, it's, it's very objectively incorrect. Right. Empirically incorrect. <laughs> um, the fact that, so, full disclosure, um, my dad um, was battling cancer. And with the chemo and everything else, it's um, a perfect example of, you know, it increases appetite, helps you sleep, decreases pain. Right. Um, it's exactly what someone that's going through chemo needs and I bullied my dad and trying to get him to smoke a little bit of pot <laughs> but the thing is is that it absolutely oh, also anti-emetic um that for we don't really know why cannabinoids which are like the pill forms mm-hmm. um why cannabinoids act the way they do as an anti-emetic or uh, anti-nausea mm. um medication but they just do they do but we don't know why nope well that's you know something you know but we're just learning why weed acts the way it does and it's really fascinating is is that it acts essentially as the neurotransmitter that functions as like the uh, best way to put it is like the forgetting neurotransmitter mm-hmm. um and that's of course really interesting when you apply that to um why it has the impact socially that it does um and why it helps the people that it does and, right. and the way that the person who's lecturing to us put it to us was really impactful is he was like you know who would this benefit and, you know, of course, all of us kind of sat there. I was like, I don't know who forgetting would benefit. Hmm. Um, but forgetting just like anything else that happens in the mind has a purpose. Um, you know, you do not need to know all of the faces that you see on the subway. You do not need yeah. to remember everything. And it was like the populations would help so much. Of course, the patients with PTSD, patients that need to be able to let something go for a second mm-hmm. be able to get their mind at ease for a moment has um, of course beneficial qualities that can't really be measured right um, and to limit especially uh, of course I'm going to get on a soapbox here <laughs> but limiting um, first responders limiting our uh, men and women our armed services mm-hmm. um People that need the drug. It's part of their daily life to go through traumatic experiences. Absolutely, and relive it. And that's that's something that... I love the way that you put that. <laughs> um, reliving it, re-going through um, things like that. I mean, it has, Every the, day. Same, it has the same effect. It's on not only like a one-time thing. It's like you're enriching that part of that traumatic event over and over again. And, I mean, it's the same thing with like, like, like bad, severe PTSD where it's... It, you may not be experience, like physically experiencing it, but mentally, doesn't it? Like Delusions and hallucinations, it was so fascinating, is you look at um, a um, brain scan 
of someone who's hearing something and mm-hmm. somebody who's having an auditory hallucination. They're almost identical. Really? Your brain can't tell a difference. That's why it's so cool. So we're making so many large strides. It's so fascinating. Um, small little tangent is, is that the brain just takes in information, processes it, makes sense of it. So of course, like you <laughs> don't really know everything that's going on sensation-wise mm-hmm. because your brain is always processing it. It's the same way so you can't ever know that you are always looking at your nose. Is you know sensory adaption. Your brain just processes it, and you don't. You're not conscious of all these things that are going on all the right. time. Um, and what is so 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 fascinating is is that you can start putting in different inputs, and that while the brain just processes it, it doesn't make a differentiation. Um, so that's why we are able to have things like the shock pads that go on people's tongue that act as hearing, um, and it'll like shock different ways and. Or um, there's like shock pads that go on someone's chest mm-hmm. and back, and they'll, they'll shock in a different way, and then they'll take in that stimuli, and over time they'll learn what to those used. words are, and they'll be able to like listen and then write on the board what someone's saying just by feeling the, the little shock sensations. Huh. Of course, it's just going to, again, just going to the mind, and the mind doesn't make any difference. Same as people have adapted to that one guy that everyone has seen, the guy that makes the um, clicking noise. To be able to see. Oh. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that guy is like going through. Everyone knows him. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but all of those things were just so fascinating. And again, we're just scratching the surface of what you can do to the mind. Because right. it's literally just a blank template of processing. So, uh, what's your view on like like psychedelics to treat PTSD? Psychedelics to treat PTSD, I don't know if the evidence is there for PTSD specifically. Oh. Um, to treat, there's a lot, oh, there's a lot of different conditions though. Um, great question. Um, <laughs> there are, oh, I, don't, I don't know how, how, what part of this I want to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically for traumatic instances, um, different medications have been shown to be more but trips are guided trips through a um, medical professional have shown to be incredibly beneficial. Really? And so not just a drug. So it's uh, conjunctive therapy. So having also, you know, someone who's trained to prep. That'd be crazy to trip with like somebody guiding your trip. Or just think of like, just like going back to peyote and a shaman. I mean, yeah, uh, I have have a really good friend who's Native American and he went through a really cool uh, uh, peyote trip uh, with his mom. And um, I I wish I remembered the tribe that he's from, his family's from. Um, But they have had this tradition for such a long time and of course nobody else is able to do it. He was, it was very controversial that he did it because he's only half Native American. Oh man. And so like, yeah, no, so, like, you know, no white guys allowed. <laughs> and, but they talk through the entire journey, and the before even taking the peyote, oh. they would talk about, you know, what they're trying to process through. Um, it's very therapeutic, and it actually has a, really plays into, like, modern um, psychoanalytics. But <laughs> the whole idea of walking through what you're covering up is just goes back to Freudism. It's just whatever you're bearing down, you need to figure out. Right. Yeah. Whatever's like broken as some people call it in you. It's not broken, but just unresolved issues Mm -hmm. that you have. Wow. And and everybody has those. And you just have to acknowledge it. A lot of times it's just something that you just, you force your mind to be able to move around it. If you will, uh, like your nose, exactly, (laughs) exactly. Wow, there's there's a lot to be said for um, hallucinogens and making you face what you're avoiding, and which is why they can be so scary sometimes. It's the same thing with dreams. It's the same thing with a lot of different things. The mind has a way of pushing to the surface what needs to be there, Um, Hmm. and. Of course, it's just you just need to be able to be talking to the right person to be able to acknowledge it's there. Yeah. Um, so talking to the right person does that only include uh, how professional they are and how much they know? You know how how well trained they are, or it 
is it like this is kind of a weird question but it's saying like could a friend do the same thing that a professional well yeah or like you know there's some people who have therapists that they you know vibe with whatever you want to say they vibe with better is like so say somebody goes to a therapist that has like 25 years of experiences and has all these types of things but uh on a they just don't connect you know they're just like on a personal level they don't connect but you know they, they go to a see another therapist that they have like that only has like five years of experience experience and they're able to just kind of easily more easily open up to that person yeah i think that's so important uh, that's a great point is is that everyone has to find their person okay. um, like when i was searching for um uh, a therapist for myself you know you go through a process and i think that people it's very easy to be disheartened by not finding the right person right off the bat right um you have to find the person that gets you and gets through to you and it's not it's nothing against anybody else that's just not your person but you just have to find the person that mm-hmm. um works with you for me i needed somebody that you know like i don't need any sugar coating <laughs> i just need to figure you know my stuff out i need to know what i need to know right um, give it to me straight boss exactly yeah you know other people need some coaxing they need to be guided to where they need to be i'm just like right. These are my problems. I can't figure this out. <laughs> yeah. What, what do I need to do? Right. Um, and again, as I just said, I think that each person has their own balance to that. Okay. And, you know, there are definitely uh, therapists for everyone, but, you know, it's just finding the right fix. Hmm. Awesome. Yeah, no, that's, that's really, yeah, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. I mean, it's just really... Because I think uh, something that I think we've learned in this century, kind of more recently, is that everybody could go to a therapist and would benefit so much from going to a therapist, even if you think your life is perfect, you know? Absolutely. I love, there's um, a really, really, such a cool, uh, there's, uh, Israel Adesanya is um, a um, MMA fighter and, uh, or uh, like Tyson Fury, there's lots of professional athletes who before even uh, becoming famous knew that there was a lot they had to figure out and for some reason there's this um stigma thank you there's this stigma around talking to somebody for some reason that knows what they're talking about and that makes no (laughs) sense to me (laughs) right is is that you're you have questions fucking shrink they call him like go, go talk to a shrink I'm not talking straight. Exactly. Know. And it, it, may, it would never... That was a great impression, by the way. Yeah, so thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's... Uh, to, when you don't understand something and you need answers, and every single day, I think that everybody has that. There's... Because, you know, we're all just pretending that we have the right answers for us, you know, going mm-hmm. through life, just pretending that we... Right. You know, Nobody know, actually know what we're doing. No one yeah. has a fucking clue. <laughs> yeah. And talking to somebody who has spent a decade, you know knowing or learning how everybody else kind of yeah figures it out learning um the answers to those questions is for some reason there's a stigma around talking to somebody who has the answers Mm -hmm. Um, or maybe not even the answers but ways to figure out exactly how to make your life the next step yeah the next Um, step because it's always a journey it's always and that that's all that there's always levels exactly because we're in a simulation yeah none of it's real and none of it's real and you have to get to the next level programming yeah and the final level the winners people who get to death the fastest (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) too much too much but uh anyways um yeah no, no no so i don't know go to go to see a therapist you know, yeah, it could benefit you. And don't do drugs except the ones that you should do. Exactly. Right. And each person has, I, I genuinely believe each person has, um, and within, uh, drugs are the same thing with anything else in the body. It's all about moderation. Um, of course. And there aren't any drugs that are really specifically good for you. Mm. Um, the thing is, is, is that life isn't that simple sometimes, though. So mm, yeah. there's a lot of things that can be beneficial without being good for you. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Like you said, a, a drug affects more than just one part of the body. It affects the whole body. So you'd say, and I mean, even marijuana, for example, is a great example, is, is that it does cause memory problems and it does affect your lungs and it does, 
But, you know, it, it acts on the limbic system, which is where you have emotions. It acts on your cerebellum, which is how you have coordination. And it also acts on your frontal cortex, which is how you have that slowed processing. Mm-hmm. It also speeds up your heart um, and affects a lot of your body. But the thing is, is that, again, just because it's a drug doesn't mean it doesn't have benefits or, or negative qualities. And I think that just like anything in life, you have to take the whole sum and not forget about the rest of it, which I think we all love to do either side of the aisle you know it's the fact that you think that it's all good or it's all bad mm-hmm. neither is true <laughs> you just have to take the whole picture and then make a decision for yourself and I think that for me um, what one person needs at one point in their life is not for somebody else to judge because you don't again it's different for every individual man Thank you so much, Evan, dude. That's, that is great. That's what, like, the whole message that I want to convey with, like, everything that I do is that just, like, that. You just put it into a statement and put it in a bottle. And that's why I love you because... Cheers, Doug. You are connected. Yeah, and I'm so sorry about all this things going on here with things dying. And I wish, you know, you deserve a better quality recording, but... All right, well, thank you for coming out. Cool, thanks for having me. Yeah, I am having a very bad day. This today of all days is the worst day that I've had in a very long time. (laughs) Listen, I'm not, yeah, well, I used to be like the meme king, then I kind of just fell off the wagon. Um, (laughs) But now, you know, I kind of just. I like tune in. I kind of think, you know, they're fads. They come and go real quickly. But there's some that just kind of stick with you. And I really like that one because I don't even know that ESPN guy at all. I just see his face occasionally retweeted. And I just, yeah. Today of all days. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but, yeah, you know, so that was a good conversation with Evan. And he actually, uh, he was excited because afterwards we hung out a little bit more and he was like, man, I could have talked about so much more. And so we wrote some notes down for next time when we hang out and I see him again whenever I go back to Athens ever, if I ever do. And, uh, you know, we'll have a, a whole other episode then. And it'll get, you know, we'll jump right into the meat of it because uh, he was like really excited to hear that. I, that's what I wanted to hear about. And, uh, oh man, he's such a great guy. But um, so this this whole, you know, coronavirus thing, you know, I, I lost my job. You know, I've been put on for low, which means it's like Merlot a little bit, except it means that I lost my job, um, which in, in which case you would drink Merlot, you know, but uh, just for just for a, a short amount of, of 10 weeks. So what are you going to do? Uh, I applied to um, Kroger, applied to Aldi's, Papa John's, uh, unemployment, you know, the whole, you know, I, I, I did the thing that you're supposed to do. Uh, so we'll see what I get back, (laughs) but it's just kind of, to be honest, I'm not, I'm not mad about it, because when I was in Athens, I was just so, I needed to get out of there, and I think a lot of people were feeling that way, especially in that point of the semester, I mean, the last two podcast episodes that I released, it was, they were both kind of BS ones, one was over spring break, that was a real short one, um, just like a funny speech that I gave in high school. And it was like, you know, I, I had already pre-recorded it and I just did not want to put work in over spring break because I was taking that time to refresh because even the week before I didn't have any content. I didn't have uh, a, an interview that happened or anything. I just was, it was so busy that I couldn't get anything done. So I just read like an old story that I had from first or second grade. Um, so yeah, I was just feeling kind of overwhelmed, and then spring break got extended. Don't have work, don't have school. Again, you know, I'm I'm in a pretty bad place, I guess. But I mean, I saved up money. I, I you know I got my parents' house that I can always come back to. They they're buying groceries now. You know, it's whatever. I feel like a spoiled kid, and I realize that I am a spoiled kid because not everybody gets that. But yeah, I'm just gonna try to take advantage of. You know, it doesn't always have to, it doesn't all have to be bad, you know what I mean, it doesn't, just because we're all kind of screwed over <laughs> for like a while, <laughs> doesn't mean that we have to be, you know, that's like money, that's money, you know, it's not, it's not value, so being inside, I don't know, I'm going to take this time to kind of, now that I've refreshed a little bit over the spring break, I'm going to take this time to like, you know, there's this post, 
to that uh that Cara Delevingne posted. I don't know if she made it or not. It kind of looks like it, but I doubt it. Uh, and I'm sure you've probably seen it before, but it is really inspiring and kind of nice. It, it it gives the whole thing like a little bit of a silver lining. So I'm just gonna read it here, and uh, I'll probably leave you with that. I just I just can tell that people are already kind of getting annoyed <laughs> with the whole coronavirus thing. We have very short attention spans in this day and age. And I think a lot of people are kind of, not that we can do anything about it because, you know, government and whatnot, but I think a lot of people are kind of getting over the whole, okay, this is coronavirus. And now it's like, all right, how long is this going to last? And what can we do to get through it faster? Um, So I'll leave you with this. Um, And the people stayed home and read books and listened and rested and exercised and made art and played games, and learned new ways of being, and were still, and listened more deeply. Some meditated, some prayed, some danced, some met their shadows, and the people began to think differently, and the people healed. And in the absence of people living in ignorant, dangerous, mindless, and heartless ways, the earth began to heal. And when the danger passed, and the people joined together again, They grieved their losses and made new choices and dreamed new images and created new ways to live and heal the earth fully as they had been healed. Heart. (laughs) Today! (laughs) It, 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 it It put...